What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nostalgia and Now. As always, it is your host, Kelly. I just want to say I am recording on Monday, the 30th of August, and I don't know what is in the air today. I don't know what's in the water, but it sounds like everyone is starting off this week pretty rough. So I just want to say this is going to be fun. Make sure to relax, you know, unclench your jaw for a moment, roll those shoulders back, I know that there has been a lot that has happened around the world, whether it is flooding in Louisiana or the wildfires in California or everything that is happening over in the Middle East and Afghanistan. My thoughts are with you if you're dealing with that, if you are, you know, affected by any of that kind of craziness in this world. Just know my thoughts are with you. The Biatch community is really, really cool. You have so much support and so much love here. So this is a safe place, and I think that we just, we got to laugh this week. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to have a nice week of, I just want to bring a smile to your face because, again, I know how crazy life can be. I know how crazy life can get, but no, I know how crazy life can get, and I'm just here. I want to make you, make you laugh a little bit, so let's do that. I'm trying to think if there's any updates for me to tell you guys about. I guess that I got a job. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, it is my first day, and I'm really anxious about it just because it is a fully remote position, and it's hard for me to focus a lot. Like, I'm nervous that I'll be just sitting here not doing anything, but I guess, like, knowing that I'm nervous about that, I can control it a little bit better, but I am starting a new job. I'm really excited about it. It is for a TV show that you guys all know, all loved growing up, um... Think of like the original TikTok. That will be my little hint for you guys. And a few people did ask me how I found it. And honestly, I think in Google, I just like I Googled remote positions in the United States and I applied to a shit ton of positions (laughs) that were remote and it just happened to be one of them and it worked out. So I'm really excited to start that. Um, As always, thank you guys for supporting Beyond the Blinds. Troy and I have so much fun with that. We are hoping that eventually we can do a live show together. I think it will be a really fun live show. Troy cracks me up. And yeah, I, I'm excited to see what 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 that will host. Can I talk at all? Like, am I okay? Arms up? Am I good? Um, but I'm excited for that podcast. And I'm glad you guys seem to like it as much as you do as well. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Not really. Not really. I mean, over the weekend, I went out with some friends Um, this upcoming weekend, I am going to a Taylor Swift night in Nashville at the Brooklyn Bowl. So if anyone is there, please say, hey, I'm going to be wearing my, uh, Taylor Swift Stella McCartney shirt that I wanted to wear to Loverfest. But of course that's not happening. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think that's it until we get to like pop culture and all of that fun stuff. Oh, guys, I just, if you're in Nashville and you need help putting together furniture, I can fucking do it. Okay. I actually really enjoy putting together furniture. Over the last week, I put together two bar stools. I put together a full-ass desk and carried it up six flights of stairs because my elevator still isn't working. And I also put together a computer chair. So if anyone out there needs some support or, you know, you got a project, you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do it. If I can put these things together, you got this, okay? And we all those stupid fucking wrenches that look like an L. I forget, are they Phillips wrenches or something they're called? Whatever they are, I hate them. And I know I have to use them whenever I put together furniture. And every time I'm just like, I feel like this isn't secure enough. 
So far, so good. Fingers crossed. Oh, and also I got a lot of messages about Gail recently asking how Gail's doing. If you don't know who Gail is, she is the cat I adopted back in June, I believe. And she's actually doing really well. She did have a little flare up while I was gone. But when I came home, I gave her her kitty cat painkillers and she was, she was a trooper. <laughs> she's a real trooper, as Kristen would say. So with that, on that note, let's get right into it. I lied. We're not going to get right into it. I am going to say that my episodes are off by 10 and it breaks my heart to edit them. So we are just going to keep going by 10s. And when I hit my 200th episode, which will actually be 210, we're just, we're going to do that. Okay, guys, because I hyped that 100th episode up so much. I really, really don't want to go back and like change it all. So there is an alleged new couple going on. It was on Dumois. And then I think like Life and Style magazine or whatever that is posted about it. But apparently our girl, Kristen Cavallari, is dating country singer Chase Rice. Now, I do not love this coupling. I think a couple seasons ago, Chase Rice was on The Bachelor and everyone was like, oh, he's so sweet. Oh my God, like he wrote a song. He doesn't deserve to be dragged into this drama. Let me tell you something about Chase Rice, okay? Uh, everything that I say from now in the rest of this segment is all allegedly, okay? I haven't said allegedly in a while, okay? But allegedly, Chase Rice is very well known for sending dick pics to a lot of different people in Nashville, which, you know, unsolicited dick pics, nobody wants those, okay? If you're, if you're a guy listening and you're like, oh, maybe I should send like my dick pic to a girl to see if she's into me. No, that's not how you do it. <laughs> But then there's also so many stories of him just being gross to women. And these are stories who I've heard from friends of friends or through the grapevine or whatever. But I know when he goes on college tours, he sleeps with just about anyone he can. I have heard that he has finished into cups and made people drink it. Yes. So that is like what Kristen is potentially dating, which really grosses me out. But he he just, he's no good for nothing, as I like to say, and he does not have great credit in the streets of Nashville. But one other crazy thing is that he dated Taylor, Taylor from Very Cavalier. I'm not sure of her maiden name, of course. It's Monaco now. So he dated Taylor Monaco, who was on Very Cavalier, and of course, um, was, is still Shannon's best friend. I'm sure you, you likely follow her and know exactly who I'm talking about. But they dated. He, she was in a few of his music videos, but he allegedly cheated on her like crazy with college girls. And seeing Kristen potentially being with him, it really gives me like no good vibes. I'm very, very much like, please don't. Please just let this be a rumor. Please do not let her date this guy because he is a womanizer from everything that I've heard. And again, everything I just said is allegedly. But Kristen, if you're going to get with a country singer, let's, let's make it not be Chase Rice. I was going to say Sam Hunt, but he is very much married, so not Sam Hunt. Maybe Cole Swindell. Cole Swindell seems sweet. I don't know. I don't really know anything about him. He seems like a kind little, little elfish man. He's cute. He has that couple songs that aren't awful. Um, who else could she date? I don't know who else, but, but not, not Chase Rice. But this is the rumor going around. It was on Dumois. It's been in a magazine. And I'm going to keep my, my ear to the streets in Nashville. We're going we're gonna to find out what's going on. All right, guys. So this week we are covering season five, episode four. It is called Crazy in Love. And I think this episode is really good. It's very Audrina heavy. We haven't seen Audrina in a little while. 
So it's nice to see her back. And it's funny, watching this episode, I was like, I really feel like I loved Audrina when I was younger. I mean, not only was she like so beautiful, but I thought she had like a cool girl persona. And it's so funny when people are like, oh, well, watching back The Hills, you realize that Lauren's the villain, which of course I don't agree with. We're not going to fight about it today. But I realized that I just wanted to look like Audrina. Like Audrina wasn't really the super cool girl that I thought she was. Unfortunately, she was really manipulated by boys and seemed to be very insecure when it came about guys. But I was like, wow, I think I just had like a crush on Audrina. And that's why I thought she was so cool. Not because she was actually that cool girl. So the episode starts off, of course, with previously on The Hills. We're reminded that Steph got an interview at People's Revolution, which of course became a job. Kelly made it clear that Steph's performance was reflected on Lauren. We are also reminded, of course, about the Spencer and Stacy, the bartender of it all. And Heidi's like, we need to go to therapy. And remember, all Spencer said, he's like, I'm not going to go to therapy. I don't need to be talked to for someone who went to school a year longer than I did or whatever he said. But ever since Justin gave Audrina a promise ring, he hadn't been much of a boyfriend. And now Audrina was about to set her sights on someone we all knew. Who is it? Who is it? There's no way it's Brody. There's no way it's Brody. And they're still trying to make that storyline a thing in 2021, right? Like there's no way. But we open up the episode at a restaurant that we all know. We all know what it's called. It's called Big, what's it called guys? You know it. Big Wangs. Big Wangs. And Big Wangs is still open. So there is going to be some day where we have a big Laguna Beach meetup in California and go to Big Wangs. And we have to say it just like Audrina and Lauren did in what, like season two or season three? But it's just a scene with Audrina and Lauren catching up. And we find out that they used to pick up boys at Big Wangs and then like bring them to the clubs with them. And all I can say is that is some big dick energy. I absolutely love that for them. And those are the scenes that I wish we got to see. I would love to see Lauren being like, you're coming to the club with us. Because you know that's how she'd say it. But they're checking out boys, just having a good time. And I believe Lauren was actually dating Kyle Howard during this time. So that's why you don't see her on dates. And I also believe that that is why she pulled back from filming a lot because he did not want to be involved in the show and she wanted to keep that as private as possible. But Audrina says she's been staying away from guys since Justin. And and Lauren looks at her and goes, there's nothing like the present to make a fresh start. So remember that, guys. It's almost September. We are winding down on 2021 Make a fresh start for yourself. If there's someone who you feel like is fucking with your head a little bit, let them go. You know, if there is a job that you really hate, start applying to different jobs. Fresh start, fresh month is coming up, and we are in the season finale of 2021. So there's plenty that you can do to make 2022 be the best year of all time. But Audrina says, I'm content with myself. It's, it's kind of cool. I wrote down that Audrina is wearing a black turtleneck. She has these red lips. And Audrina just looks like super fucking hot in this scene. And she looks great in this whole episode. And that was when I was kind of like, oh, maybe I just like didn't realize I had a crush on her. I don't know. Because she's definitely not the cool girl vibes. For a little bit, she had those vibes. And then you're kind of like, oh, you're kind of like a pick-me girl, which is fine if you're a pick-me girl. I don't care. I want people to pick me too, right? Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be wanted. Pick me. Choose me. Love me. If you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, never mind. But Lauren asks if she wants to date. Now, Adrena just feels like she always goes straight for a relationship. She's like, you know, I hang out with a guy a few times, then all of a sudden we're in a relationship. And Lauren's like, you can date more than one boy at a time. 
So again, people listening, if you want to date more than one person at a time, Lauren Conrad said it's okay. So go out there and live your fucking life, okay? I should take that advice. I should say that. You know how you're supposed to say like uh, Candyman in the mirror? Well, I should go there and be like, live your fucking life, date a bunch of people. Who gives a fuck? Lauren Conrad wants you to. (laughs) But it just seems like a nice scene. Like I wrote down, it's a very genuine scene between friends. And, And of course, as I've said many a times, as we get into later seasons of The Hills, it's so heavily scripted and so heavily produced. But this scene, although of course it was probably produced and scripted, it was nice to just see them hanging out and not really talking about drama, just Audrina being comfortable with herself, Lauren telling her to date around, date as many dudes as she wants. We love supportive friendships like that. And honestly, other than Lo, I always felt like Lauren was the best friend when it came to Audrina. Not even with Whitney. Like, I don't know. I feel like her and Whitney were very surface level, but Lauren really did try to be there for Audrina watching this back. Now we're at good old People's Revolution with scary old Kelly Catrone. Not old. She's not old. I'm just kidding. Don't tell her I said that. I was just, I was just trying to be funny. But Steph and Lauren are working and Steph has to read style numbers to Lauren and then like fold the clothes, put the clothes in a box and it's going to be sent back to the designers because these are just sample pieces. And Steph's just kind of like, is this what we do the whole time we're here? And Lauren says that they do anything that's needed from assisting stylists to running errands, errands, anything for them. And Steph's just kind of like, ugh. Then Steph gets yelled at. Kelly Catrone walks in and she goes, whose cup is this? Whose trash is out? And Lauren's like, you left your cup on your desk, didn't you? <laughs> and Steph's like, what? What are you, what's going on? And then Laura, um, and then Kelly's just basically like, there's trash all over your desk. Like, why is there trash out? And Lauren's just trying to play it cool. You can tell. But then Kelly starts yelling at Steph because she isn't doing a good job folding. Like, the way it looks in the box, it just looks kind of thrown in there and not cared about, which makes it look bad to the stylists. And Steph's like, should they be separated for women and men's? What do you think, Stephanie, is, is Kelly's response. And then she's like, should I put paper in between the clothes? Yeah, yeah, you should. And she, like, dumps out the box and walks away. And Kelly is really fucking mean to Steph. Like, I get why Steph has such a bad taste in her mouth. Even if it was fake, you know, I don't think I would handle this situation great. But in my opinion, I'm like, shouldn't Lauren get in trouble? Like, if Lauren is the one supervising this, Steph is brand new. Shouldn't Lauren get in trouble, Kelly? You know, you know, I think Lauren should have been spoken to. She is the um, supervisor for Steph. So now we are at Heidi's fake job at Bolt House Productions, and Spencer calls her from the infamous alley. Spidey has so many memories in that alley. Again, if I ever come to LA, I'm going to need someone to drive me to that alley and we can reenact some scenes. It'll be beautiful. It'll be poetic. Basically Shakespeare-esque, if you ask me. But she comes out and gets into his car and Spencer's like, I'm sick of not knowing where we're at. All I want to do is be able to go out and have drinks with my friends and drinks with girls. And right away, Heidi's like, oh, you want to have drinks with girls? Is that what you want to do? You want to you want to go to a strip club and drink and, and like take shots with girls? And he's like, what the fuck, Heidi? Heidi definitely is insecure in this moment. Um, again, whether it's fake or not, whatever. But she's like, what are you going to do with those girls? Are you going to get drinks with them? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? He's just like, holy fucking shit. And Heidi's just looking at him and she's like, what about Stacy? And he goes, like I told you many times, she doesn't have blonde hair and I'm into blondes. And he gives her a big smile. He's like talking with his teeth. You know what I'm talking about? He's talking with that smile. He's like, she doesn't have blonde hair, Heidi, and I'm into blondes. 
And then Heidi's just like, I want therapy or I don't want to do anything. And Spencer still isn't up for therapy. He still thinks therapy is a joke, but he just kind of nods his head. So in our minds, we're like, okay, so, so he did finally agree that therapy would be good for the two of them. Now we are at a club called Coco DeVille. And the whole gang's there. I mean, Lowe's there, Lauren, Audrina, Holly's back, Brody. We are introduced to Jade, Brody's girlfriend. Frankie's there, of course, because Frankie lives at the clubs. But Brody and Jade are like all over one another. And that's something I do remember from watching this the first time. I was kind of like, they are always making out. They are always, always, always like all over each other, which is if you're into PDA, that's fine. But I just remember thinking like, Wow, that's a bit much. Like, they're doing too much. But Brody then talks to Frankie about a boy's trip to Hawaii. He's like, boys only, boys only. Can't wait for a boys only trip, Frankie. (laughs) I don't know why all of a sudden he has, like, kind of a weird New York accent. But Lauren's kind of like, what the fuck? And she looks at Brody. She's like, Brody, why aren't we invited? It's not not that you're not invited. We planned a a guy's trip to surf. Do you surf? No, but I can lay on the beach next trip. You know what? We don't need an excuse. The guys just, the guys need to get away, Brody says. The guys are like, you know what? We need to get away. You women are very stressful to us. And they're like, all right. And then all of a sudden, our favorite little sleazy boy shows up, Justin Bobby. He doesn't go to the table. He's like trying to hide behind a pillar right behind the table. So like he wants to be seen. He wants to, he wants them to know he's there, but he doesn't want to interact with them. And Lauren looks at Audrina and she goes, read my lips. And she mouths, Justin is here. And immediately Audrina just looks like stressed out. She looks so upset. She's kind of like, holy fucking shit. Like, oh no. And she throws a water bottle at him because that's what you do. And he stays away from the crew. And then he shows up at the table. He hugs everybody. And Audrina like pats his back when they hug. And he's like, people don't pat backs anymore. Why are you patting my back? And she's like, what? What? Like, you're lucky she even touched you, sir. But Audrina and Lauren exchanged the looks. You know those oh fuck looks that you exchange with your girlfriends? That is exactly what they were doing. They were just looking at each other like, oh shit, holy fuck, what are we going to do? We've all had those moments at the bar with our friends or even at a party, even at a restaurant, wherever, where you two just look at each other. And I've been there, right? Like I've been there and an ex walked in and say my friend Christina or Brenna people who I almost feel like I can like telepathically connect with in a way, will look at each other and like if I widen my eyes a little bit, they're like, okay, we have to go. You know, it's just one of those like, okay, we're going to get out of here. But Brody, of course, Brody who hates drama decides to get directly in the drama and he walks over to Audrina, sits next to her and he goes, that was kind of awkward. Just a little, yeah, she says back to him. And all, all of a sudden Jade just looks at Lauren. She goes, do you know who the girl is that Brody's talking to? And Lauren's like, that's Audrina. Lauren's like, what the fuck? Like, you obviously know who Audrina is. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those, like, even if you didn't watch the show or whatever, I don't know, but you probably know who Audrina is. But Brody tells Audrina, she's like, you know what? Don't let this ruin your night. Have fun. You're so beautiful. I love, he doesn't say I love you, but he's like, you're a cool girl. Just have fun. You're beautiful. And Audrina's starting to get a little smitten. Audrina's a little drunk and she's looking at him with a little bit more of her eyes looking at him rather than I would say it. But the next scene, we are at Audrina's house. And I guess I don't remember Steph and Audrina having so many scenes together. And again, it's not even like that many scenes. I just never thought they interacted fucking ever. But Steph stops by and she starts eating pickles. Um, Audrina's like, do you want a drink? She's like, no, I'm hungry. And then opens up the fridge. She's like, can I have pickles? 
Are you craving pickles? Usually when you crave pickles, you're pregnant. Absolutely not, Steph says. She's like, I'm absolutely not pregnant. So the two girls, they continue to chat, and Steph ends up asking about Justin, and then Audrina says how he was hiding, wouldn't come over, but was weird when he did end up coming over, and then he just kind of left. Like, he didn't really say much, he was just being acting weird, and Audrina was just over it, and Steph just goes, ew, creepy. So then Audrina talks about the Brody moment, and she was like, Brody was so sweet, though, he, like, came over, talked to me, made sure I was okay. And then Audrina says, I love him, but I'm not in love with him, and I don't want him in my life. And that's Audrina talking about Justin Bobby, because at first I was like, is she saying this about Brody, who she's like fawning over a little bit? But no, it was about Justin Bobby. But Stephanie, she suggests having one one last conversation. I do think closure is important to a point. There are some people in my life who I already know, like I'll never get closure with, but... (laughs) What does Talon say? And closure. And closure. Closure is important in my opinion. So Audrina agrees and she's like, I don't think it'll end well, but yes, I need to have one final like closure conversation with him. So the next scene we are at Apple, which is a new club. I don't know if Lay Do was closed at this point, but they stopped going to Lay Do. They're going to all these different LA clubs. And we have Brody, Jade, Audrina, and Stephanie. Brody and Jade are still all over one another. And then Brody actually says hi to Stephanie. He like gives her a hug and he's nice for a second. And then he's like, should I call Spencer? I'm going to invite Spencer out because you're here. And Steph's like, please don't. Like, he's very mean to me, Brody. And Brody's like, I fucking hate No, he didn't really say that. But we all know that Stephanie Pratt triggers something dark-sided in Brody Jenner. But he actually does call Spencer and he's like, come on out, ma'am. We're at Apple. Come on out. And Spencer's like bro, I'm actually in Vegas for a few days. I can't come out, but I'll let you know when I'm home. And he's like, all right, well, if you're in Vegas, I hope you're having fun in Vegas. Bye. And Heidi's looking at Spencer because they are sitting in the living room. Like they're not in Vegas. And Heidi asks why Spencer felt like he had to lie. And he's like, it's the easiest way to get off the phone with Brody. And it's the easiest way to not end up going on the Hawaii trip because he was originally invited to the boys only Hawaii trip, but now he's not going to be going. And Heidi's like, if you want to go hang out with Brody and girls, and Spencer just goes, I'm not talking about this until therapy. Spencer's very much like, nope, we are not talking about this. We are not doing this. And Heidi just stands there looking at him from the kitchen. And I actually do give, like, Spencer credit for cutting that off. Again, I guess, like, when I recap these, I've said this on many a podcast. I'm like, obviously, these fights were fake between Spencer and Heidi, but I can still appreciate how it played out on on the screen. So back at Club Apple, Sleazy T and Audrina are having a heart-to-heart, and you can tell that they are all super fucked up. I really wish we got more drunk scenes with the Hills cast. I just feel like it would be way more fun. But Brody's really wasted. You can see him, like, doing that Brody drunk smile he does. And Justin Bobby walks over. So Justin Bobby, like, takes a seat and sits next to Brody, and Brody, who hates drama, decides to start all the fucking drama, as he does. Brody, I can't stand drama, is the biggest pot stirrer other than Stephanie Pratt and Spencer Pratt, if you ask me. So Justin sits next to Brody, and he's like, you and Audrina are what? You're you're no more? And then a quick cut to Sleazy T and Audrina. So right now, these two conversations are happening at the same time, and the camera is cutting back and forth between the two of them. And Sleazy T looks at Audrina, and he goes, he's never going to change. Back to Brody. Brody says Audrina still loves him to death. Bro, bro, he, she, he, she still loves you to death. Like, she told me. Did she, Brody? Is that what was said? Because I don't think that's what was said. 
cut back to Audrina. It's never going to work out. It's never going to work out, she says. Like, she repeats it twice. And then we have Mr. Justin Bobby grabbing the back of Audrina's head and tussling it as Stephen would to any female that he hugs on Laguna Beach. But it's more aggressive and it's kind of like a dick move. It's to, like, genuinely mess up her hair and just, like, make her feel bad about herself, unfortunately. So Audrina is, like, starting to get cornered by Justin Bobby at this point. And he looks at her and he goes, do you know, do you know how short our lives here on earth is? As he does, like trying to act all philosophical when he's not. And Audrina just goes, is this a joke or are you being serious? Right? No, no, I'm being serious. It's, it's this long and then poof, it's over. And Audrina just hates it. And these are some of the saddest lines I think that are delivered on the hills that's not delivered by Lauren. I think Lauren obviously has the quotes. She knows how to pull at our heartstrings here and there. But Audrina says, I want to feel special and you don't make me feel like that at all, Justin. So Sorry, I don't, I don't know what more, what more I could do for you. I'm doing all I can. I'm doing the best I can. It's like a slap in the face, she says to him. And I really wish I could do audio, but of course they're at Club Apple and Club and Club Apple needs closed captions. So if I did record it, it would just sound like a hot ass mess. But he starts saying she needs to communicate with him. He's like, well, if you're feeling that way, you need to. And she cuts him off so fast and she goes, but you turn it on me and you make me feel like the fool. It's my, like, it's my fault. Like I'm the crazy one. Well, well, you are crazy is what Justin says back to her. And, you know, as attractive as Justin Bobby is, what a complete asshole of a man he is. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, we see his backstory in The Hills New Beginnings. He seems like he's really grown as a person. I think Justin Bobby's a really, really good actor. I mean, his girlfriend that um, she was on season one of Hills New Beginnings near the end, she called him a con artist. She was like, don't trust people with quote-unquote odd jobs. They're nothing but con con artists. And Spencer even said he was like, you know, Justin is the best actor on the planet. So I don't think Justin has grown that much. I just think Justin knows how to make people not dislike him. And even on the Hills, I feel like we all thought he was an asshole, but we are like dislike was focused more on Spencer than anybody else. But back to the conversation. So Justin says, well, you are crazy. And what does Audrina said? She goes, crazy in love with someone who doesn't care about me. And right away, Steph's like, stop talking to him, like grabs her arm. She's like, stop, stop, stop. Let him go. Let him go. You don't let him suck you back in. Because when she says crazy in love with someone who does not care about me, he gets up. He looks angry. He's like, what the fuck? You know, finally, Audrina is standing up for herself. And we love to see it. We love to see her stepping up against someone who has treated her really badly. The next day, we are at People's Revolution, and the phone is ringing, and Lauren's just looking at Steph, like she's giving Steph kind of a look, and she's like, you have to pick up the phone. And Stephanie's like, oh, oh, okay. So she picks it up, she goes, hello, and then hangs up on the person and looks at Lauren and goes, I think I just hung up on someone. So that person calls right back, Lauren picks up the phone and then transfers him to whatever needs to be transferred. And right away, we find out that Steph didn't put files incorrectly, and has no idea if she checked everything. And so her task from the day before was to check in new items and send them back to stylists, samples, things like that. And Steph's looking at the box and she was like, well, when I did it, it was half full and now the box is totally full. And Lauren's getting frustrated. Lauren's like, when you're here, you need to focus. 
But then she's like, you know, it's better for me to talk to you than Kelly because Steph starts like doodling and Steph's like, I hate confrontation. And Lauren's like, I'm just trying to like tell you what to do. I'm not trying to have any kind of fight with you. But if it was with Kelly, this would be a lot worse. And she just goes, you know what Kelly would say to you? Screw up again and you're fired. And Steph just kind of nods her head. Steph's like, oh, this is like a real job. I guess I'm going to have to like actually do real stuff. But again, it's like a teaching moment. You know, people can be teachable. I don't know if Steph can be teachable, but I know managers in the past, if I've messed up, they teach you. And then you, if you fuck up again, like then you're in trouble, right? But it seems like Lauren maybe wasn't the best manager. (laughs) The next scene, we are at the therapist office and we see Spidey walking in, meets with the therapist. And I always feel like therapists that end up on TV are very like weird. Like it's not cool to do that. Like all the therapists that we've met through all the years of Teen Mom, I've always been like, what are your true intentions? You know what I mean? Like why would you do this on national TV? But I guess to get your name out there, but still, there's something like weird about it. Even um, on Teen Mom, Dawn, the adoption counselor, I've always gotten really weird vibes from her. I mean, she set up Tyler and Caitlin who wanted a completely open adoption with Brandon and Teresa who wanted a closed adoption. But this isn't a Teen Mom podcast. This is a Hills podcast. So Heidi says the issue is Spencer is being shady and having an emotional affair with Stacy. And Spencer says there's no trust. She's like, you know, he's like, for the past three years, I've done nothing but build trust and I haven't even gone anywhere. And the therapist is like, know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like high school drama. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's not helpful, but okay. And I'm going to play an audio clip in three, two, one. And I want Spencer to start. And I want you to look her in the eye and I want you to tell her something you When Spencer says, I feel like I'm in a nightmare, it's probably one of my favorite Spencer quotes of all time. I think that is so funny. In Heidi's reaction, she's like, you're in a stripper hotel somewhere. She is not pleased about the Stacy thing. So basically they end the therapy session on that note. And then we go to a place called Crustacean, which I almost just said wrong. If you heard the hesitation in my voice, Crustacean, with Lo, Audrina, and Lauren. And the girls are all talking about the Hawaii trip and Lauren thinks... It turned into a guy's trip so Jade wouldn't go. Like, they were all annoyed. Like, all the guys are annoyed that Brody's always with Jade, and they just wanted to have a guy's trip, and if it wasn't for Jade, they would also be invited on the trip. But Audrina just starts talking about how amazing and attractive Brody is. Like, out of nowhere, she's like, I love Brody. Like, you look at him, and then you catch his eye, and you're like, ooh, there is an attraction there. And Lauren does this huge smile. She's kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about, Audrina? But we're starting to get the vibe that Audrina is very into Mr. Brody, where's my hug, Jenner. And basically, the girls decide to crash the Hawaii trip. They're like, we'll just take a trip the same time they take a trip, and they can't say anything about it. And Lo says, no drama. There will be no drama. And what does Lauren say? Famous last words. (laughs) 
But overall, I mean, this episode is going to set us up nicely for the next episode where Brody and Audrina maybe take things a little too far. And I think what a lot of people ask me, they're like, how come Lauren wasn't mad at Audrina for hooking up with Brody, but she was mad at Jen and Brody, even though Jen and Brody didn't even really hook up. And I think we just all need to remember that one thing about the Hills, and Heidi actually said this on either her podcast or Call Her Daddy, I can't remember, but the Hills really did not want them to have a real life outside of the show. Like Heidi's brother passed away and they wouldn't even allow that to be a part of the show or a storyline or anything. So with Jem Bunny, she was allegedly selling stories to tabloids, um, allegedly like talking badly about Lauren wherever she could. She got caught doing it. And I think that they were just like, let's just make this storyline happen, even though it didn't really happen. Brody played along. Everyone played along just fine. But again, because, I mean, they were even on like the Rolling Stones Stone magazine, right? They were on that cover and that was never talked about on the show because reality TV was not like that. Whereas when it came to Audrina and Brody, Lauren never really had feelings for Brody. So Lauren was like, that's fine, whatever. And, she, you know, Brody's a storyline to her. I'm sure they were, like, friendly enough. But, yeah, so that is why she was mad at Jen but not Audrina, if that makes sense. Now we got some questions. We have some questions. I will say unqualified advice is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Thank you guys for participating in it weekly or biweekly. I feel like it's probably not every week at this point. But I have so much fun doing it. I love it so much. I don't, did I just sound weird? I feel like my so sounded like weird. Anyway, somebody asked me how to get a job in social media. So for me, I have been doing it since I got out of college in like 2015, I believe I graduated. 2014, I was a late bloomer. I took, I decided to take the long route when it came to college. But basically I've been doing it. I got with a really small company. I learned a lot from them. And when I moved to Nashville, I got a job with the insurance company that I used to work for, and I was with them for three and a half years, and I learned a lot through that. But then I also learned a lot through Laguna Biatch. I was able to kind of figure out hashtags. I was figuring out how the algorithm worked, what worked for social media, what worked for captions, what didn't work for those captions. And pre-Laguna Biatch, I did have a website called Celebrities Are Tragic. It's no longer there. It makes me sad. I can't read any of my old articles, although I did try and be like Perez Hilton a little bit, which we don't like that, right? Like bullying's not cool anymore. It was never cool. It's just what people did. But I was able to, um, but with that blog, I worked really hard on Facebook ads for it. And I would also utilize like Twitter really heavily with Celebrities Are Tragic so I could get um, people to notice it, use the, again, use the right hashtags, try and get more traction. Eventually, Reddit picked up a lot. People were clicking through Reddit a lot. But I think you just need to have like a marketing skill set and a marketing mind. And you need to realize like playing on Facebook is not what people do when we say we're in social media. That's probably like the most annoying thing I get. Oh, you work on social media? You just play around on Instagram all day? Yes, that is that, that is what I do. I play around on Instagram all day long, and then I just go home and play around on Instagram more. But there are a lot of LinkedIn learning classes. I will give you that. There are free LinkedIn learning classes that I'll even take still to sharpen my skills, and you can learn a lot through that. I mean, if you're new to social media and like learning social media, 
I would definitely suggest looking at um, jobs that are like social media specialist. And again, take the free courses on LinkedIn. Be sure to utilize those and just do a bunch of webinars. I mean, I do, I try and do a webinar a month again, just so I'm up to date with everything. But those are my suggestions for social media. I hope that it's helpful because as long as you have some kind of marketing background, um, a lot of people are willing to take entry-level social media people, but I don't know. I don't know just because right out of college, it's what I did. It's what I really like focused on job, job-wise job especially. But like email marketing, I know nothing about. So I'm not a well-rounded marketing person to have on your team. I'm very much social driven. And I do copyright too. Like I can write blogs and emails. I just can't format and code and all that fun shit. Somebody asked about like, do I believe <laughs> that the friend zone is real? Which I thought was kind of interesting. So I, I am somebody who... I do think the friend zone is real, but I think people rely on it a little bit too much. Like, I think a lot of people want to blame the friend zone and be like, well, you led me on and you put me in the friend zone. But I also think that does happen. But I I forget who was DMing me, but they were talking about the nice guy complex who like, if you're this nice, you deserve to be dated. It was about mouth. It was about mouth from One Tree Hill. If you're a nice guy, if you're a nice person, you deserve to date like the hot popular girl. And if they don't want to date you, that's friend zoning. I don't agree with that kind of friend zoning. But I do think there will be people in your life who maybe like the attention that you're giving them, maybe like whatever it is, but they're not totally in it 100% like you are. Um, So to get out of the friend zone, I do think that eventually maybe you can get out of the friend zone, but I don't know. I fall for friends all the time, so I am the worst fucking person to ask. (laughs) I know that that's like unqualified advice, but I like to think that once you get to know someone's heart, get to, that sounds so lame. Once you get to know someone's heart, get to know them like really, really well, there is a chance it can become more. I am way more of like an emotional attachment person than I am just physical qualities. So even if I'm not like attracted to someone immediately, getting to know them, getting to know things that they like that make them tick, having those deep conversations, like that's really, really important to me too. So I think that's more important for me and you can kind of cross that boundary, but it just depends who you're talking to. And honestly, if if you do fall for someone and you feel like they're keeping you in the friend zone and they're not interested, like you don't want to date them anyway, in my opinion. How to handle how fucking hot Brendan from Bachelor in Paradise is. Brendan is good looking. I don't watch Bachelor in Paradise, but I know exactly who you're talking about. He is a model from Massachusetts. Just know a lot of Massachusetts guys fucking suck. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, he seems nice. He's a good looking guy. How to handle it, girl? I think you know how to handle it. Put on that. Put on a lady jam. (laughs) My parents didn't send me a birthday gift. Do I not send them one or do I grow up? Hmm. Well... I would just wish them a happy birthday and not give them a gift. I feel like that's only right. That's only right to treat them how they treated you on your birthday. I'm also crazy. Like, if someone doesn't wish me a happy birthday or doesn't, like, post my picture on their Instagram story, I'll remember it. I don't care if your birthday's eight months from mine. I'll fucking remember that you did not (laughs) post my... That's the cancer in me, probably. That's probably my sign. My... I'm... I... Yeah. You guys. Yeah. It's... It's spiraling lately. I've been spiraling a little bit lately. And I don't know if it's been in a fun way or in a bad way. 
Do you believe in second chances? My family says drop him, but I'm willing to try once more. Um, I think there can be a second chance. I think if you're willing to try, you just need to remember if it doesn't work out, uh, shame on you. I guess what I meant is, you know, if it doesn't work out the first time, it's like shame on you, that other person. But if you bring them back and it doesn't work out again, it's like shame on me. Like I should have known better. So as long as you're willing to take the brunt of the criticism, if it doesn't work out, like you'll, you'll be fine. Saying no to events that you can't afford. Honestly, I think just being honest with your friends, being like, hey, I can't afford that right now. Like most friends are cool with that. If you don't want to talk about your finances, I understand that too. But I usually, you know, I haven't had a job for six weeks. So there have been things that I need to been like, that I've had to be like, you know, I can't afford that right now. None of my friends have like pushed or anything. So I think your friends will be more understanding than you even know. COVID and new baby is making life hard in another country. Move back or wait it out. Life overall is better here and better for the baby as he grows out, but it's hard right now. So I'm definitely unqualified for this one. I think um, you need to do what's best for you and your baby and your family. I don't know if it's, if it's hard right now. If you, can, if you know that this tough spot is just going to be like, a, a blip in the in the long like span of things, I think wait it out. But if it's gonna really take a toll on your mental health and your physical health and whatever else, like you should go. I know that's not. I don't know. I feel like this is the hardest question I've had to answer, to be totally honest. But I actually asked my friend for advice last night, and she asked me, and it was about like doing something. And she was like, how many people need to say no? How many people need to say yes in order for you to do this? Like, there's always a number, right? If you ask for advice from someone, you kind of already know what you want to do. So I think you need to take that into consideration too. It's like, what? how many people need to say yes for you to do it? How many people need to say no for you to do it, even if you want to do it anyway? And that's with anything in life. And when my when Annabelle, Annabelle um, who I do, I'm on her podcast a lot, uh, Adderall and Compliments, she's the one who was like, all right, well, what's your number, right? Like what number of people do you need to say, yes, do that? How many people do you want to say, no, do that? And, you know, you already have what you want to do in your mind. And I was kind of like, well, fuck Annabelle, way to read me to filth. <laughs> but I think you already know what you want to do. And that goes for anything, you guys, if you're listening, go with your gut. Obviously, like think with your head, but your gut knows what's going on and... I think we all have stuff like that going on in our lives, whether it's a maybe relationship, whether it's about a job, whether it's about moving, whether it's about anything. I think you need to listen to your gut and really follow that intuition. Somebody asked if I was dating. No, I'm trying. I've gone out more, but I don't know. I think I think the way I like people is really complicated and sometimes doesn't make sense even to me. And I think I like people who don't like me back. That's probably my biggest that's a big issue that I have. I end up really caring for people who maybe don't feel the same way. So we will see what happens. But at the moment, no significant biatch. All right, now pop a bottle, whether that is a water, a champagne, a soda, whatever you're drinking, take a sip right now because we're about to do pop culture brunch. And there is some stuff we got to talk about. First of all, I decided if Kristen is going to date a country star, it should be Dustin Lynch. I forgot about him when I was going through my list. I think Dustin Lynch would be a good one, even though he was kind of linked to Jana Kramer. 
but rumor has it somehow that Jay allegedly hooked up with Jana Kramer. I don't know if I believe that, to be honest. Um, I don't think Jay would hook up with her. He seems to like blondes as well, but maybe, I don't know. Speaking of Jay, he's coming out with a podcast, so that will be something. It's called Cuts with Cutler or something like that. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. I Jay has had me blocked for a very long time, and I try not to think about him, but he says it is going to be talking to people from all walks of life. So I am curious what he means by that. Like, is he going to have a lot of football people? Is he going to have just celebrities? Is he really going to have, like, say, somebody who works at a gas station? No shade to them. Like, please, no, I'm not giving any shade, whatever your job is. But it would be interesting if he had someone who, you know, say, like, a Super Bowl winner, and then the next day or next week, whatever, he had somebody who worked at, like, Dick's Sporting Goods, just regular people to talk to. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm curious if it's going to try and be like more of a Joe Rogan type of podcast, but I'm guessing it'll be Jay mumbling through a lot of stuff. Um, Apparently he was on a podcast saying right now it's really hard for him to date. It's been hard to date a lot. And I was like, well, you're sliding into so many DMs and it looks like you're going on a lot of dates. You know, I've heard about him going to Losers of Nashville. And when I say Losers of Nashville, I meant the bar Losers in Nashville. Jay goes there quite frequently. That's also where, like, Tommy Laren hangs out. Um, that is also where a lot of country singers hang out. So if you're, if you're in um, Nashville and it's not a weekend and you want to, like, try and see celebrities, Tin Roof de Mumbrian or Losers Nashville. Let's also talk about something else. Kanye West, he released his album Donda. But last week he did, like, another listening thing at the Mercedes-Benz Center in Atlanta And you know what? I get being controversial. That is who Kanye West has been since he interrupted Taylor Swift. He has loved being controversial. He's loved being hated by the public. I mean, it's just, it gets his name out there. But he, I think he genuinely does love playing the villain role up. And although you guys know I live, breathe, everything Taylor Swift... I don't think Kanye is a bad artist. I think his music is still like pretty good. Even this album, I only listened to a few songs. I didn't listen to all of it. I thought it was produced really well. You know, I just, at the Donda event last week, Kim and him apparently made up. Um, Chelsea, who runs Cabs Are Here, told me day one, she was like, this is a PR stunt. Kim and Kanye are never going to break up. And I was like, you're full of shit. Like, you're so wrong. But no. Uh, TMZ was like, sources close to the couple. I'm like, okay, so Kim called you. And allegedly they're trying to work things out. They're going to try and be a family again. But one thing that really bothers me, going back to the controversy of Kanye West, is he does like to push the envelope. So he brought out DaBaby, which, you know, I don't agree with what DaBaby said. I don't agree with it at all. I know he deleted his apology, but apparently DaBaby was the only rapper who said he would vote for Kanye, and that's why Kanye likes him so much. But, you know, people are going to bounce back. You know, DaBaby will likely still have a really big career, even though he said those, like, nasty things, which, whatever, if he learned from them. But that's why I don't think cancel culture is real. I've said it before. You know, I think cancel culture, you can only do it for you. So, like, if I cancel an artist for myself, that's the only way it's going to do because they have legions of fans. Anyway... He brought out someone who I think should be in prison, and that's Marilyn Manson. He brought out Marilyn Manson, who has had so many sexual assault allegations against him. Evan Rachel Wood went into detail about how horrendous this man was to her, 
But because of the controversy, because it's going to make people talk, Kanye brought him out. And Marilyn Manson isn't even on the album. So there was really no need to bring him out. It's just like, that really fucking made me mad. Kanye, you know, he's going to do things to get you talking. But to me, I'm like, he has daughters. What the fuck is he doing bringing this predator up on stage? So those are my thoughts. I don't think the album's bad. Like I said, I've listened to maybe the first five songs. I haven't really like dove into it. The Donda chant, I'm not super into, but Kanye West is a musical genius. I think he's a great producer, a great lyricist. He knows what the fuck he's doing. I mean, his, um, his, uh, what is it? Beautiful Twisted Fantasy album is an incredible album. And yeah, so... Those are my those are my Donda thoughts. Um, Halsey also released a new album over the weekend, and a lot of people haven't been talking about it. I mean, I brought it up last week, but she didn't even have like a radio single. And I think the album overall is not a radio album. It's very rock. It's not. It's pop to a point too, but it's more of like a rock album. It's more of like a story to follow. I think it's really cool. The only person, the only celebrity who I saw other than Kelsey Ballerini promote. Um, Halsey was Taylor Swift. And in my mind, Taylor was just like, oh, Donda's doing too well. Donda's got to (laughs) go. Of course, she's probably just supporting her friend. Somebody let me know that not a ton of industry support has happened for Halsey's new album. So, you know, that's probably why Taylor was doing it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, of course she's pushing it. She doesn't want Donda to be the first, um, first spot on Billboard or iTunes. But I think Donda will. Like, Donda sold a lot of copies. And it was released at some random time over the weekend. So I think there will be, I think Donda's going to hold on to number one, at least for this week. So another person who I've talked about a bit, I'm not his biggest fan, but Bobby Bones has been spilling some truths on TikTok. And he put up a very shady tweet that was like, when you see a song go number one, but you know that it was just bots buying the single and that's why it went away so quick. And everybody is saying he's trying to call out Jesse James Decker. I didn't even know she had a new song out. But I talked about this years ago. He, uh, he does not like Jesse James Decker. He has kind of said he doesn't like Jesse James Decker. He hasn't said it directly, but he's kind of tiptoed around the fact that he's not her biggest fan. And I do think he was calling her out. A lot of comments said that he was calling her out. But then he also like went on to other things to talk about how number one singles in country music aren't exactly real. They, they'll make like deals between different recording. Um, there'll be deals between different like recording, you know, like Universal and Big Loud and all of that. What is the fuck? You know, record label. That's what I'm looking for. He said they find deals and be like, all right, well, this song gets to number one. We'll let it go number one three weeks and then we'll let your artist go number one for five. And that's how it works. So yeah, he was kind of like spilling some truths about country music. And usually I'm not a Bobby Bones fan, but listen, if you're going to spill some tea, I'm going to be your fan. That's just, it's the way it goes. So you guys know Ronnie from Jersey Shore. He has recently done an interview with People Magazine. He said he's been clean and sober for four months and he's ready to go back to Jersey Shore. So what I'm actually waiting for, I'm waiting to see him off this latest season of Jersey Shore, but I don't think that's going to happen because it was alleged that none of the cast wanted to film with him after, I think, like another domestic violence charge, or um, it got dropped, I believe. But at the time, it wasn't. It was pending. 
and the cast was like, we don't want him on the show anymore. So I'm curious to see if he will be back on the show. I also noticed in the new Floribama Shore previews, you notice that Gus isn't really in it. And a lot of people do not like Gus from Jersey Shore. I'm not Jersey Shore. I'm sorry. Floribama Shore. I don't know if you guys watch it or not, but a lot of people do not like him. And he's definitely getting the Ronnie edit for the trailer. So he's very much in this season, but they're trying to make it seem like he's not really in it. And I think he's been banned from Instagram because he got into a really nasty fight with a fan. And there are a bunch of different sides to, you know, that story. He's back on Twitter. He's on TikTok. So we'll see what happens. But I definitely think MTV is trying to Ronnie him out, as I call it. But I am excited for Floribama Shore to come back. I know a lot of people don't love that show, but I really, really like it. I think it's really funny. At times, I almost feel like it's better than Jersey Shore just because, like, the Ronnie and Sam of Jersey Shore re-watching it, you're kind of like, what the fuck? Over the weekend, I also watched He's All That, the Netflix remake of She's All That. And let me tell you something. Was it great? No. Was it an easy watch? Yes. Were there cute moments? Yes. It's a rom-com. Like, was Addison Rae the greatest actress I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But, you know, she did okay. Whoever the actor is who plays, like, the, the unfriendly hottie, let's call him, he did a great job. Matthew Lillard showed up. And when I was younger, I had something against that man. I don't know what he did to me in a past life, but I was not a Matthew Lillard fan at all. But he helped make the movie. Rachel Lee Cook is still very, very much Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That. You know, she's she's the same character. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't awful. I think if you're bored, if you if you need something to do, turn it on. Again, it's not the best movie. And everyone's talking about product placement, but like think about the shows we used to watch. Season three of One Tree Hill was sun-kissed. It was all sun-kissed all the time. I mean, The Hills has product placements. Come on. There are product placements in movies and you just got to deal with it, right? But overall, I'll give it a solid 5.5 out of 10. You know, it's a mindless watch. It's it's enjoyable. Is it the best rom-com? No. Is it better than the original? Also no, but it's enjoyable, okay? We'll, we'll leave it at that. Also, Manifest. I haven't finished Manifest. I know it goes up to season three, but it was just picked up by Netflix. They're going to do a 20-episode final season, so I will be finishing Manifest. And I feel like that's why I haven't finished it, because I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to finish this mo- this show that ends on a cliffhanger anyway. So I will be finishing it. It did get a little stale for a little bit, but I'm hoping it can turn around so I can enjoy that good, good season four of um, Manifest. The trailer for You also just came out. If you watch You on Netflix, I don't know what happened to that show. Last season, it kind of like threw me off. I get that Joe was supposed to be completely insane and like a really, really bad guy. But know what I want? If you have not watched the show, I guess this is a spoiler alert, but I really, really want them to go back to the jar of pee that he left at Peach's house. I felt like we've all forgotten about that. Remember the cop was kind of on to Joe and being like, your schemes aren't working for me, sir. But I don't know. They just they just kind of left us hanging with that. And I'm like, no, find the, find the jar of pee and he'll be linked to every murder ever because he's killed like 17 people at this point. He's a serial killer. But of course, I'm going to watch you. I can't act like I'm not going to watch you, even if last season I didn't like it. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out, for listening. Um, Don't worry, the episodes, I have some deep dives I really want to focus on. But just trying to, like, prepare for the new job. And then before I got a job, just trying to, like, get myself out of bed was a little bit difficult. I know that there's been a lot going on in the world. And as people, I don't think we are supposed to be inundated with so much news at once and so much negativity. Even though I know that is the way of the world, I just, I really hope that you have a great rest of your week. Um, Be sure to focus on your own mental health and see what you can do to help those who need help. But but yeah, I, I feel good about the rest of this week. Today was tough. Like I said, I am not typically in a really bad mood. I can be depressed, I can be anxious or whatever. But to just be like, I woke up and felt like an absolute asshole, right? Like I woke up and felt like a bitch. Like that's not something that typically happens to me. And I'm going to try and tomorrow, first day of work, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to do my work. I am going to, you know, just try and put my best foot forward. And I just want you guys to all know you're doing a great job. Even if you don't hear it, I think you're doing fucking awesome. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, the Instagram, the other podcast. Just thanks for hanging out for as long as you have. I kind of cannot believe how long it has been, but I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever, ever know. And I will talk to you next week or talk to you Thursday if you listen to Beyond the Blinds. Bye.